My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another installment of 100 Years of Horror. And in this episode of 100 Years of Horror, we are going to begin in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take you through 1940 through 1944. Yeah. And we are going to begin 1940 with Dr. Cyclops. Mm-hmm. And we are still obsessed. I say still, <laughs> but it's not really still. So this is only 1940, but we are still doing the mad scientist thing, which right. pretty much... That's a theme until probably about the 50s, even into some of the 60s. Yeah. We still like the mad scientists. And that's pretty much what Dr. Cyclops is. We like fucking around with God. Basically. I was really interested before we get into the plot of it. Because, you know, we hit the 20s and, you know, we have film. We hit the 30s and we had sound. I was like, oh, we're going to hit the 40s and we're going to have color. We did. For one. (laughs) The very first movie in the 40s, that was it. Right. We did have co- it's it really interesting because like when we did the thirties, yeah, right the away, bat, the bat whispers was sound, but then it got worse. Sound. It did, but we had sound throughout all of right. That. I figured we'd have color for all. No, nope. no, Mm-mm. we didn't. But One it was movie. really good color. It was good color. It was this Doctor Cyclops had incredible. The, actually, you can see the second sentence. I talked about the mad scientist thing, and then I talked about the color being really impressive. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like. It was, like, color. Like, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, no, it's either color or not color, but that's not necessarily true. It was pretty. I think this early, that it was still painted on, but they did a damn good job. It was beautiful. It was very, it was very beautiful. So, in Dr. Cyclops, the plot is that he, there is this scientist. And Dr. Cyclops, unlike a lot of people think, he's not one-eyed or three-eyed. Mm-hmm. So, just throwing that out there. There's been some... Like, if you look up Cyclops-type things, he's not one-eyed. Yeah, no. He's not <laughs> he the typical just Cyclops thing. has very poor vision. Right. And he's a man. Mm-hmm. Cyclops is not the monster. It's very similar to Frankenstein. Right. He's just a person. Correct. He's doing some fucked-up experiments. That's what this is. Right. And he's doing them on human beings, but not... And a horse. And Well, <laughs> he's doing them on animals, yes. Yeah. But also, he's going to move on to humans humans and that's what he does he calls in these other scientists and people Mm -hmm. and when they come to this kind of remote island that he's practicing at he decides that they're now his guinea pigs essentially (laughs) which is awesome yeah and he's shrinking dinking things yeah shrink and dink it (laughs) shrinky dinking things (laughs) trademark (laughs) (laughs) It's kind. It kind of reminded me of the Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. how he had miniatures in the glass jars. Yes, except he doesn't have them in jars here. But yeah, he's They're shrinking, just running around exactly because these people they just scale them down to size. They're still the same level of people that they were intelligence wise. They just are now small. Mm-hmm. He didn't create them from scratch. It would be. It's kind of like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Like it's this or Honey and We Shrunk Ourselves. Right. It's the same person. In a big world now because they're tiny. Exactly. But their clothes don't fit. So they're wearing right. tunics. Correct. But then all of toga a sudden. Toga party. Yeah, they're all in their togas and they're all just plain colors. They're very boring. And then they're outside and they're all like, there's a blue and a pink and they're all different colors. What the? Because we can, I guess. When you shrink, then also that happens eventually. Got it. Okay. Right, right. All right. I'm there. 
even before that happened, they were, like, really sketched out by him Mm -hmm. because he did not want to, like, share credit for anything. He was trying to keep them out. And so I don't know. I don't really remember if he did this because he was he was going to do it anyways or if he they just pissed him off. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I'm a shrink. Right. Exactly. I don't really remember, to be honest. But the effects were really neat in this film. And Mm -hmm. I've said this throughout and I will probably continue to say this up until, you know, the 70s. Mm -hmm. But. The effects are impressive because they had to just use so much just, like, physical special effects. Right, exactly. That it's really cool. They had to scale things to make these people look miniature. Just imagine how much physical work went into right. the set work there. Exactly. So to see, a, like, to see the small people interacting with, like, the large person or now the, like, domestic cat is a mm-hmm. huge threat. Yeah. And they have to play on that as well. Speaking of my domestic cat, Romy fucking loved this movie oh really <laughs> yeah she sat on the coffee table and just watched all the little people running around she loved this one she's like i would fucking catch she gives them. it a five out of five <laughs> romy five out of five <laughs> the podcat romy yeah, that's a five exactly. out of five got it so now the other scientists i think there are four or five of them originally mm-hmm. but i think isn't there like there's three scientists and then a like, couple random people. Well, like, there's basically somebody that is bringing them like yeah. a tour guide. Not like a tour guide because they're not getting a tour, exactly. but a guide. Like yeah. this is, I'm a native. He's mm-hmm. a native. And they have to, there's this whole like teamwork aspect now because they have to figure out how to survive. Mm-hmm. And how to just get up on levels of things like tables and chairs. Mm-hmm. So they have to figure all of that out. And now they have to survive in this normal world being the size not even of a chicken you see them yeah they're smaller than a chicken the chickens are terrifying yeah exactly and the woman's in charge she's a smart one she is but i have a problem so yes this is actually if you go all the way back to when we did our uh, international women's day episode last year Mm -hmm. actually the actress in this we talk about and how this is one of the first female kind of uh she's i wouldn't really necessarily call her a hero but a very headstrong yeah she's definitely in charge correct basically yes which is really cool Mm -hmm. the only thing that she i hate about her is that yes she actually is the head of formulating all these plans she's telling the guys what to do she's the brain of the Mm -hmm. operations but she just randomly screams because she gets scared and ruins their whole element of surprise or the plan because she screams and i'm like girl (laughs) you are so smart you are the head of this fucking operation and Mm -hmm. you're gonna scream and ruin it you're smarter than that right like because they're like oh well she's still a woman she's gotta she's gotta scream or pass out well come on that's what we're here for right (laughs) so another thing that they need to do now is he's still hunting them like Mm -hmm. they are trying to get away it's kind of a jungle-ish type area so i'm pretty sure if i remember right they're in peru that would make sense to me so south america definitely and they take off and there's big old snakes and spiders crocodiles yeah they try to escape on like this canoe that doesn't work crocodile Mm -hmm. but he's chasing them down and he is successfully there are people dying off Mm -hmm. in their group whether it's by him or by natural causes not a lot but they eventually he's trying to set them on fire yeah. It's terrifying, honestly. He's yeah. shooting at them, and then he's trying to set the grass around them on fire yeah, so they can't escape. because they're small enough they can hide in the grass, so he's like, let's burn them out. Exactly. Ooh, F that. He's 
crazy. Yeah. One of the guys he shrunk down actually had a dog who was, you know, it's his dog. He's loyal to him. Mm -hmm. And he tries to contact his dog and then he gets shot. And oh, it's just, it's kind of sad. It's very, it's a dark movie. Mm -hmm. That's why this is horror. (laughs) (laughs) They, so they actually sneak back to him because again, he is, his vision is terrible. So if they steal his glasses, they have an advantage. This gets dark. It's dark the whole time, but they set up a shotgun <laughs> to shoot him in the fucking face while he's sleeping. Yeah. A shotgun right next to his bed on his nightstand. All three of them position this shotgun to wham him in the yeah, bed. I agree. <laughs> like, that's going to be real gross. Messy. <laughs> and it, I made a note that this movie is much more intense than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, just as far as, like, they're going to shoot that dude in the face with a shotgun i i thought that too i was like damn 40s is starting out right yeah, they don't they don't they do not succeed they actually end up uh unshrinking through his mm-hmm. research they figured that out and he ends up falling in his own pit that he created to shrink and dispose mm-hmm. so that's pretty much how that ends it's a pretty good film yeah. it's all actually all of the first half of the 40s none of the films were over an hour 20 yeah. so they're all they're real, real short uh, so if you want to watch any of these they're pretty quick this was not my favorite of the bunch mm-hmm. but it was not a bad film it's probably pretty middle of the road for me if i was to rate this one i'd probably give it a three yeah, that movie, it was pretty fun. I liked it right away. So, yeah, probably three or four. It's yeah, good. riding that line for you. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to 1941. All of these are also American, by the way. Yep. Just wanted to point that out. We move on to one that I'm not really going to delve into much because we've done a whole episode on it. Yep. And it's The Wolfman. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> yes. The Wolfman with Lon Chaney Jr. The only thing I really want to bring up this time, and I'm sure I brought it up in the episode, too, was... God, this film is beautiful. Oh my God, it's so pretty. So The Wolfman, if anyone doesn't know, is about a man, Lon Chaney Jr., goes back to his home country where he's, I'm going to say a baron. I don't know if that's what he is, but he's like a head of this town and he needs to take it over and he ends up getting bitten by a wolf and then turns into The Wolfman and kills a bunch of people Bela and Lugosi dies himself. Bela Lugosi is in this. He is the gypsy trader that is the one actually gives him the curse. He's the one who bites him, which is pretty cool. You know, get our, our heads of horror community. And that's basically the film. And if you want to hear more about it, we have a whole episode on it. Great I movie. actually love this film. I got really into in our first year, all of the classics that we did more so than I thought. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, all of the ones. And we waited to The Invisible Man until this year because it just came mm-hmm. out. But specifically got into those films much more than I thought I would. And when it came to be fall and Halloween, we had so many movies to watch. But I still found time to watch The Wolfman <laughs> around. When I put up my Halloween decorations, I watched Wolfman. I'm so glad because Wolfman is one of my favorites as well. Because he's, yes, it's horror, but also he's just so sad. He's such a sad character. This happens to him. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. He just wants to go to this village and meet a pretty girl, and that's it. Yeah, and if I have to say anything, just, you know, if you haven't listened to the episode, again, whole episode on it, but yeah. the music is very mm-hmm. horror, and it just very fall, it feels very, very nostalgic, mm-hmm. even if you've never seen it. It just, yeah. or like, it'll speak to every part of you that loves horror. So, Definitely. five out of five on that film. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I gave it. 
If I gave it a four, it's now a five. <laughs> I've ruminated on it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I gave it a five back last year, too. But yeah, for sure a five. Moving on to 1942, we have a film called Cat People. This was really interesting. And I have thoroughly enjoyed seeing the creativity in these old films. Mm -hmm. This one, actually, all of these moving forward into uh, up until not definitely all every, of, i mean all of them moving forward <laughs> everything like that we're talking about in this episode very creative it's not something that we've seen done before or even really since like specifically talking about cat people right now i'm sure we've done variations on this but i think cat people is what i have the most notes about or just mm -hmm. like i was like oh my god i can't forget this i can't forget this i can't forget this and all of a sudden i'm doing a whole walkthrough so i'm going to try to condense that a little bit because obviously we can't do a whole walkthrough on every film. Otherwise, this is going to be like a four-hour episode. Right. But this film is pr actually pretty creepy. Like, mm -hmm. and again, it's only like an hour 15 or mm -hmm. something like that. But it felt longer, but yeah. not in a bad way. How cool that, like, this film is basically about a folktale of Serbia? Serbia. Serbia. That's so random. You never hear about that. And it's an American film. That's mm -hmm. freaking cool. Yes. So this film is about this Serbian woman. And you see her at this, like, just kind of like zoo in a park, which is very cruel. I do need to mention that they just have these giant jungle cats in these tiny cages. Mm -hmm. But this was a different time. 1942. Yes. Yeah. But um, it does suck. It's like a sideshow almost. She is very creepy and also very quirky, but she's also mm -hmm. very beautiful, so people will be drawn to her. And she loves the lions, and she's specifically drawn to the... Black Panther. Black Panther, yes. Yes, we love black kitties. Yes. And she is from Serbia, and this man is specifically drawn to her and takes a liking to her, and of course... Especially back then. Well, no, no, now too. <laughs> Men just decide if you're pretty that they can just come talk to you and follow you home. <laughs> so yeah. he does. And that pretty much starts their relationship. And I'm going to jump ahead because, again, it's not like a full walkthrough. But they end up getting married and everything within like six months. Mm -hmm. Like that. He loves her. But she keeps talking about her village back in Serbia. And she has this... I guess it's like a miniature statue in mm -hmm. her apartment. And she talks about how a king drove out people worshiping Satan in her village. And it's King John spearing a cat. Mm -hmm. And some of the wicked people escaped and their tail haunts the village. And he buys her a cat just out of a loving gesture like a little kitten and it fucking hates her. That's like, fuck you. And so they take it back to the pet store and all of the animals inside the pet store as soon as she walks in the door lose it mm -hmm. and this is kind of what this is probably the first time correct me if i'm wrong if you're thinking of anything that you see because this is very common in horror now like the, the all the animals are, are losing it like you know we've seen that in like demon type films like you know omen and those kind of things where animals are like what the fuck so far what we've gone through that sounds like the first one yeah which, which is, is really cool interesting yes the pet store owner even makes a comment when they bring the cat back of you know you can't fool a cat and i'm like damn straight you can't it's fucking listen to your exactly. pets how many times we got to say it yeah and i made a comment right here oh she's a devil worshiper from the village <laughs> and we're only like 15 minutes in sorry i got an email and it was i thought it was podcast related but it wasn't now i'm mad and this man immediately writes off her entire history as a fairy tale. Mm -hmm. And he tells her that. 
now you live in America and you're marrying a good old Americano is what he says. And none of that spooky witch shit is real is what he says. But there is a woman that he works with Mm -hmm. and she loves him. And And she's way cooler. She seems awesome. Like down to earth. She's with the guys. She sounds awesome. Yeah. She's one of the guys. She Mm -hmm. works like she, not the, you need to work, but like, especially in this time yeah. period, like she's, she jokes around with them respected, at work. Yeah. yeah. And they have an engagement party and a woman comes up to her and she's scared because the woman looks like a cat. So does she though. That's she the does. cool part. They got actresses that look like cats. Good fucking job. Like very pointed features. Yeah. yeah. And they get married and she goes to see the panther a month after she's married and the custodian chastises her because it's an evil creature and she thinks it's beautiful. Like, she's like, no, it's not. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But there's still, and there still is today, but much less. But, you know, especially now there's, like, this stigma around the black cat. Well, he even quotes something, a passage in the Bible about a cat or something to her. Yeah. And that sucks. And then she goes home and she kills her pet bird. Not on purpose. Which she then gives to the leopard, which I think is so cool. Like, like don't kill him. But if you had a dead bird or something, that's a cool fucking thing. I'd do that. She says that it. The bird, the pet bird died because it was terrified of her and she opened its cage and it just like passed the fuck out Mm because it was so scared of her. And she does feed it to the panther. And she is becoming unhinged because she's so scared of who she is and nobody believes in her. Mm -hmm. And her husband sends her to a psychiatrist and she's like, oh, yeah, send me Mm -hmm. like I'm desperate. And she tells the psychiatrist some of the women of the village could turn into panthers themselves in rage and jealousy and kill their partners, especially when other women were involved. And then, of course, she walks into her apartment after that. And that other woman is in her apartment and is all up in their Mm -hmm. married life and business. And this is when this really turns into exactly what she is talking about. Well, part of this also could happen through sexual excitement, she talks about. So she and her husband have yet to kiss. Consummate their marriage. Because she won't even kiss him for fear of this happening. So, honestly, I know this is better than, like, the 1700s, but 1942, not forcing her into sex? Good job, man. That's very true. Yeah. Because most people got married really young and really quickly because, you know, no premarital sex. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's why people got married young or quickly. So they could fucking do it. Mm -hmm. And he he was very gentle to her. Like, this was genuinely a good guy mm-hmm. por- portrayal you know in this movie and this lady admits pretty quickly after this that she's in love with this our main character's mm-hmm. husband and he says he may love her also but he loves his wife in a different way and he's just really drawn to her and he can't quite it's probably because she's not sleeping with him she's some witch from serbia like she's different she's not the same old like white lady that you see in your sunday mm-hmm. church you know she's exotic yeah So here we go. He brings up that they're drifting apart after mentioning talking to Alice, which is the other woman. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And now she's gone full stalker. Mm -hmm. She's big mad. And this is the the scene that's, I don't know about you, but the scene that stuck out most in my head is Alice, the other woman, goes for a swim. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking kind of dark and it's kind of, I think it's nighttime and the shadow work that they do in this film is really good. They project like the shadow of kind of a panther, mm-hmm. like stalking her while she's swimming laps and you're like, oh, she's gonna get it. And she gets like really freaked out mm-hmm. and even screams for help. And then sh- the woman's just, just in the corner. Like, she's like, doing anything. 
I'm just, you just, uh, I was just looking for you. Yeah. No, the one that sticks out to me is when Alice is walking home or she's walking oh, to yeah. a bus that stop. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. And you hear someone walking behind her. And then you don't hear someone walking behind her. And the bus still isn't there and she's all by herself. And then she's, like, picking up pace to get there. That's scary because that's fucking real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I'm sure men have it, too. But at least as a woman, you know there's times when you hear something behind you and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick up my pace and Somebody is go faster. Me. Exactly. Yeah. And she rips Alice's robe when she is, like, when she was swimming and Alice sees, like, the claw marks through yeah, it. Yeah, she fucking got her. Or and she's to. starting to believe this. Because she's been going to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist has been like, y'all, she thinks she's a fucking panther. Well, yeah, the psychiatrist is also trying to fucking sleep with her. That too. That too. We'll get there in a second. Oh, she's catnip. Oh, get it? Get it? Get it! <laughs> And the psychiatrist tells both Alice and this woman's husband that they either put her away or annul the marriage. And he decides to put her away because he feels that that's the ethical thing to do for her. Y'all thought she was crazy. Now you're going to (laughs) die. And the psychiatrist, a hoe, but it's okay because he gets mauled too. Uh Uh-huh. Because, yeah, she is. Everything that she thinks she is, she is. Mm -hmm. And they thought because the zoo panther got out that she never lied to them in the end. Because she went and she, like, unlocked the... She's smart. Mm-hmm, so she, she mauls the psychiatrist because he's like, I'm going to do you. And yeah. I don't know if she was mad or excited or what. But she mm-hmm. fucks him up and actually ends up... Uh, they find her laying on the ground next to the panther enclosure. Mm-hmm. And they just think the panther got out. Sure. Sure. She fucking did it. I know that was a long walk, but that was a very in-depth movie. And it's, I got, went through it it because it's so different. Mm -hmm. It's not just like the mad scientist drunk people and tried to kill them. Or like we've seen Wolfman before. Like it's very different and unique. Cat People is one of those movies. Just, you got to watch it. Yeah. Just for its uniqueness. It's freaking cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And I was not like, because some of these titles, especially back then, you're like Cat People... Could you imagine us doing a movie nowadays about someone who turns into a cat? There's no way. And the CGI would ruin it anyway. Well, they couldn't rely on actually showing her. Yeah. You know, like in Wolfman, that was different. They could kind of do that a little bit. But in this, it was very sleuthy and mm-hmm. suggestive. And it was very creepy and mm-hmm. very effective. I really enjoyed this. I'd probably give it a four. I'm glad you liked it so much. It was really good. Moving on to 1943, we have a movie that you know, has a term in it that we all know, but it's very different now. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which is interesting. Yeah. It's called I Walked with a Zombie. And it's not the zombie you're thinking of nowadays. Did not maul and eat flesh. No. This is good old fashioned voodoo zombies. This is, is it, it just says it's in the Caribbean or is it Haiti? Because I know a lot of No, it is actually, they say that it is... Okay, they say it, but I don't remember. But it is in the Caribbean. I know, Caribbean. right? I don't yeah. remember what It's in the Caribbean. It, yeah. So we're in the Caribbean. We're on a sugar plantation. And a woman is coming down to take care of a man's wife who is... He owns the sugar plantation. Yeah. His name is Holland, I think. Yes. Yeah. We find out later that the this woman is basically catatonic. She got a tropical fever that caused brain damage basically yeah and this is like a fairly young couple they're like this rich white family that came to the caribbean to own this sugar plantation but they obviously all the natives work for them and so they're kind of immersed in the culture but they kind of try to keep themselves 
fairly separated, but still as respectful as they can be in the 40s, I guess, to a bunch of native right. black people. So there's a little bit of an undertone of racism, but not as bad as you would think. And yeah, most definitely. the nurse, of course, falls in love with him. Well, that's got to happen. We got to have some sort yeah. of like love story in here, right? Right. I loved the nurse, though. She has this narration throughout it, which is kind of cool. I've never seen a film do Ever. that. Like, she starts out the nurse narrating what's, what happened, basically. Exactly. Yeah, just her voice and the beginning. You're seeing the beach and everything because you're in the Caribbean. It's just beautiful. And she goes back and forth throughout the movie. And she's that. from Canada. So this is like, she's way out of her way elements. Far from in the home. beginning, it's like blizzarding outside. And the guy that's offering her the job is like, you could go and like not be in the snow. And she's like, okay. And in the beginning, the wife like even scares the shit out of her because she doesn't really know what she's getting into. And she's just, like, she can, the wife can get up and, like, walk around and stuff, but she's just, like, dead eyes. She's a zombie. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's their take on the zombie yeah, is exactly. that she's just catatonic and will just, like, walk around, no expression, nothing behind her eyes, and right. that's basically it. Which goes back to real thing, like, in the voodoo culture, they have zombies that they work on sugar plantations and things like that where they don't do anything. They just have no affect, and that's what this woman's doing. Yeah. This man, like, his, he thinks that it's his fault and there's a conflict between him and his brother about her. Because, mm -hmm. of course, there is. Well, there has to be some sort of conflict. We got to have a triangle somewhere, right? Yeah. Triangle and love story. Which, they're both basically the same thing here. But <laughs> it, it's, it's not that complicated, but it's kind of, so they believe that... They find out that this woman is like this. They haven't really seen her. Mm -hmm. And when they do, because the nurse falls in love with her patient's husband. And instead of taking advantage of the opportunity that the wife is never coming back to him. Yeah. She takes it upon herself to be like, I will go through any means necessary to give you your wife back because I love you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. He's probably like, sure, thanks. Yeah. I'd rather have you, but... Cool. Which is actually something that is acknowledged. Yeah. Like, you would do that for me? You'd give me my wife back? And then he's also like, I don't really deserve my wife, and I'm sending you back because that's what you did. What doesn't matter? <laughs> what does matter is that she decides to take the man's wife to what they call the fort, home fort, I think, mm -hmm. because she's like, well... Our medicine hasn't worked, and they try several things, so maybe the natives' rituals will work. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. But then the natives see her, and they're like, oh, she needs to die. <laughs> like, die, die. Yeah. Because that's, they think that that's threatening. Like, it's, mm -hmm. they need to take care of it. They're scared. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a zombie. Like, they, like, stab her or something, and they're like, she's not fucking bleeding. <laughs> She didn't move or react or anything. The twist here is, is a uh, mother-in-law mm -hmm. to the zombie girl also doesn't like her because she was like ripping the family apart. So she got real involved with the natives and like put a curse on her. Jesus Christ. I mean, seriously. And she thinks this is her fault, but you never really get confirmation. Girl's just trying it. to come down to help. And gets caught in this web of voodoo rituals. 
So you really need to watch the movie because there's a lot of intricacies of this family web. Mm -hmm. But basically, at the end of this film, (laughs) she does go and she tries to get help. But then they make a voodoo doll of the zombie woman and they get her to come to them so they can kill her Mm -hmm. because the man's brother is actually in love with his wife and he lets her out and he walks into the ocean with her well, I mean, at least he and they die part. and they die together and that's the end it is kind of scary though because there's this uh somebody they consider a god and he's like this really tall gangly like looming presence and he comes for her in the middle of the night and it is kind of spooky, like, and also her being a zombie walking around is kind of scary. Yeah, like, definitely. Especially in black and white. Exactly. Because you can't really see much. Yeah, and so. most you get is those wide-eyed expressions, which are even creepier. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I walked with a zombie. It's not the zombie you think it is, but it is interesting. When I saw that it was like a voodoo doll zombie from the 40s, I was like, huh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really have a happy ending at all. No. Yeah, I had heard about it for years just on horror lists, so I'm glad I finally watched it. I don't... I probably won't watch it again. It's kind of middle of the road. Like, it would probably be a three for me. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, ending in 1944, we have a film called Bluebeard. Mm -hmm. This one is about a serial killer. Yes, which is a real term for a real type of serial killer in the real world. Bluebeard's are older men who kill younger women. Interesting. Did not know that. Usually try to marry them and then kill them. Well, this one he does not. <laughs> yeah. So, I Bluebeard is a murderer who strangles young women. And in this one, he's a puppeteer, which is super creepy. Yeah. And I made a note that puppets are way creepier in black and white 40s movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I've only really seen puppets in one other movie, and it was in The Sound of Music. Like, on a hill is a lonely goat yeah. Especially back then when they looked like creepy apple core head Bro, creatures. Bro, I, I was like, because <laughs> yeah. when they started with the puppets, before you really even know anything, I looked at Brad and I was like, oh, he's a fucking killer. Look at those fucking creepy ass puppets. <laughs> look, look, right there. Oh, he is. He is. The puppeteer <laughs> is also an artist, which comes in later. And he's the fucking killer. And I was like, I knew it. But puppet shows were all the rage because he had like a shit ton of people like, yes. You know, Show like your fucking puppets. puppets. <laughs> yeah. I'm super stoked about the puppets. And uh, and I, look at this. I'm going to tell you right now, the creepy puppeteer, the killer. I said that to Brad. That's why it's in quotes. Got it. Yeah. And he was and like. He was right. I was right. And he takes an interest in a woman and hires her as his seamstress to make costumes for his puppets. But this is not the first seamstress he has hired to make costumes for his puppets in. Whack! (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't whack her. But he does whack this other lady that he loves him and gets jealous. And he's like, you know what? You're getting on my nerves. Can you shut the fuck up? And kills her and dumps her. And he dumps them in this river, I think it is, and they keep mm-hmm. coming up. And Brad was like, for a movie set in France, none of these people even talk like they're French. And I was like, well, it's not French. It's American, but <laughs> they, yeah. Americans just like to pretend they're French because yeah. they think it's fancy. <laughs> but this woman becomes very interested in him. And he actually starts to get real feelings for her. And he 
kind of wants to be with her and kind of he's like, you know, I'm going to hang up my serial killer hat. <laughs> just I'm done with it. Hang it right up. That was the young me. Yeah, I'm just going to move on. Her name is Lucille. Well, I just he wants to give up being a murderer. <laughs> and his painting is actually he's a painter. And that's what triggers his homicidal tendencies. Mm-hmm. So he's triggered. Crazy artist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but puppeteering doesn't. I know, right? That's the one that should make you homicidal, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever, I guess. Uh, but painting does. And a cop has, I think it was a cop or a judge or something, has recognized one of his models as a victim. And Lucille's sister works for the police. And she goes undercover with another cop to commission him. Mm-hmm. And goes in and Lucille has introduced her sister to this man. He's like, oh, I'm doing his puppet costumes and also I love him. Like, <laughs> and then as soon as she's being painted by him and it's like, they're like, oh, this is the killer and I just need to see him and catch him. And then as soon as Lucille's sister sees him, she can't keep her shit together. These women are in, like back in Cyclops, they're in these positions of power mm-hmm. or intelligence and then they ruin it by going, <gasps> Exactly. Which is what happens when she sees him and he's like, oh no. And then he kills Lucille's sister, Mm -hmm. which if she would have just kept her goddamn mouth shut, she would have been like, I don't know. You know, interesting. Thank you, sir, very much for the painting. And he he kills the cop and his bookie dude and and then Lucille he tries to tell her I'm so sorry but he fucked that up this is why we're told women can't do certain jobs he has a scream <laughs> <laughs> yeah like just don't come on somebody's gonna be listening to headphones and go yeah. oh god <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much it yeah that's that's, that's bluebeard I mean that bluebeard was good I thought the copy I had wasn't great what well the this the the picture was good the sound quality was really really bad so i missed a significant amount of dialogue (laughs) like there was very little articulation Mm -hmm. i just assumed the sound wasn't well preserved or maybe it was just the copy that i was watching so i feel like i missed a lot so you got a creepy guy with guy with puppets Mm -hmm. and he likes one girl and kills another kills a lot of <laughs> yeah and kills his love's yeah. sister and then obviously she's not gonna be like it's okay it's okay it's okay it's, it's fine i still love you yeah <laughs> you know like in the invisible man she wasn't just gonna be like it's okay hey we see police reports there are women that actually do that <laughs> that's fucking true <laughs> I've, other than that, I mean, it was fine. I probably give it a middle of the road. It was a three for me. Like, it was, it was a good story. And I like, again, all of the originality and creativity of all of these movies on this list. I really appreciated mm-hmm. and I enjoyed. So the yeah, 1940s part one was probably a pretty consistent segment so far for me as far as enjoyment goes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed these movies and didn't I didn't feel like I was pulling teeth in any of them, which that's happened at no, least once I totally or twice. Agree with you. These are these were all pretty fast paced. They kind of kept you in it. So, and it's only an hour. Yeah, I'm down with that. Meh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty good. 
Thank you guys for hanging out with us for another installment of this 100 Years of Horror. We hope you're enjoying this series. We definitely are. I am, yeah. Yeah, it's fun to say that we... Did all this? Did, what yeah. an accomplishment at the end. I right? know. I know. Even if nobody else gives a shit. We watched 100 <laughs> movies. I know, man. In addition to Laura Monday episodes and our Patreon episodes and our hype episodes and our 100 <laughs> happy hours. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're only doing a little bit. Oh, I know. You can hang out with us on all of our social media accounts. We are the Extra Sisters Podcast or on Twitter. We are at the Extra Sisters. And thank you so much to our patrons. Yes, you guys are you awesome. Guys. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters Podcast for extra content and we can't say giveaways apparently because patreon's a hoe so you can be entered to get some gifts i think we can say that so head over there if you want to become part of our little patreon family we love you guys very much until next time stay creepy